0: Sproles in the backfield, third down and 12. Wentz and 5 and 1 skins away under pressure. Still on his feet. Now he fires downfield and it's caught by Nelson Aguilar for an Eagles touchdown. 58 yards.
1: It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Zach Price on the BetQL Audio Network. Live on the Radio.com app and the Bet 1430 in Denver, the Bet 931 hd HD3 in Los Angeles. Thank you for hanging out. And uh, we are here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 to 11 a.m. Mountain Time. You can follow us on Twitter, at BetQL Daily, at BetQL Daily. Let's uh, transition over to some football. As always with the NFL, every single day we've got some nugget. To uh, talk about, and there are a whole lot of rumors that have been circulating. We bring in Brett Coleman at Brett Coleman on Twitter. He's the creator, analyst, host of the Film Room. You can follow on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe there. And Brett, we've talked to you in the past. You spent some time in te- in Texas, so you know what's happening with the Texans. And what do you know? We do have some news out of Houston this morning. It isn't a Deshaun Watson trade, but we find out via Adam Schefter that Texans president, Jamie roots is resigning from his position effective today uh, per sources. So Brett, what does that tell you about the future of Deshaun Watson, if anything?
0: You know, I I think Deshaun, um, I think he's going to stand his ground on this one. I think he, he has seen a lot of quarterbacks uh, effectively waste their careers by sticking around and hoping that, you know, the front office changes and hoping that ownership, you know, sees the errors of their ways. And next thing you know, they're 10, 12 years into it. And it's, you know, Matthew Stafford at 33 asking out and finally going to the Rams late in his career. And I think Deshaun wants to just kind of skip to skip that step and go to a more functional franchise. There's a lot going on behind the scenes there that is um, it's, it's worse than you think in, in terms of, toxic culture and I, I just i don't know any players that actually want to be there right now um it's it's bad <laughs> it's really bad so i i fully believe that this is not just watson posturing i think he's made the decision of you know i only get one career and i want to make the most of it i want to chase he's always said he wants to chase after tom brady you know he's got a contemporary in pat mahomes that's already on his way doing that he's, he's got to catch up to pat first and I think he knows based on everything he's seen there in the last few years, it's it's not going to happen in Houston. So he might as well try to get, get to a franchise where he can actually build a legacy. And I, I fully support him in that. And I say that as a Texans fan, a lifelong Texans fan, that um, I understand why he wants out and I fully support it.
1: Uh, Brett, uh, when you said it's worse than you think, what do you mean by that? Are you saying it's worse than what many of us even found out in that SI column?
0: I, I think the the influence that Easterbee has in the organization, um, you know, they, they've come out and said over and over again, like, oh, he doesn't have input on that. Oh, he doesn't have input on that. Like, no, like Easterbee, like he runs the show. <laughs> and I, I think the franchise is dishonest with fans when they say that it's not his show to run. Like Jamie has been an executive there for two decades now. You know, he he worked his way up to president. um, And the fact that even he is leaving signals that he's done with it, Um, I think Jack won. You know, he he was the one that brought in Nick Casario. So even though they say that, oh, you know, Nick has final say on this and that. And like at the end of the day, Nick Casario is Jack Easterby's guy. Whatever job title they pretend each one of them has, like Jack Easterby runs the show there. And it's because Cal McNair lets him run the show because Cal McNair has implicit trust in Jack Easterby over literally everyone else in that building, which is its own issue. So they can tell fans whatever they want, but at the end of the day, like we know who won that power struggle and it's Jack Easterby.
2: Brett, where, where do, you know, where do we draw the line in the future uh, we've seen things like, such as you know, James Harden signing a big, expensive, long contract and demanding a trade, and uh, what's going on with Deshaun? Um, you know, wh- who, where where do we draw the line, and and when is a deal a deal, and when is um it a right for a player to demand a trade, and when where does ownership have the right to uh, uh, not make a trade? I mean, uh, the, it's getting very blurry now, and um, I think this, uh, you know, first James Harden and Deshaun Watson, stup- superstars that can control the market. Um, you know they're demanding their trades and 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 it's it's sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. But I'm just wondering uh, your take on on you know where 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 are we going in the future with this?
0: you know i I used to have a different take on this, and as I've you know got to know more players and more agents, and i've um, and and I've kind of grown up and just seen how seen how some of their careers can be wasted. I, I've changed my mind on it. And the thing is, people say, oh, well, you sign a contract. You know, oh, you're getting paid millions of dollars. You should just, you know, shut up and take it. And this is going to get a little bit existential here, but everybody only has one life. We're all going to die. We have one shot to make the most of our careers, to chase greatness, to achieve all of our dreams. Deshaun Watson came from nothing as a child. Like, he came from a very poor background. He rose up through all of that adversity, you know, won a national championship in college, was a first round draft pick, was having one of the greatest rookie seasons in NFL history before he got injured, came back from that adversity, led the league in passing, despite having his head coach fired and his number one receiver being Chad Hanson for a couple games. Like he's overcome so much adversity and he's proven that he can be special. And even though he signed that contract, Again, you kind of have to sign a contract when they're saying, we're going to give you $40 million a year. He's playing on a rookie deal. He doesn't know if he's one bad hit away from it all being over. So you take the money when it's offered to you. But in your back pocket, you know that legacy is still important, too. And again, we only get one shot at this thing in our life. So I understand why he wants to make the most of it and go somewhere where he can actually make that shot worth something. And people say, oh, well, you you signed the deal. You're getting paid millions of dollars. Like I understand that. But you also have to understand from his perspective, too. If he knows, hey, I have zero shot of going to 10 Super Bowls and winning seven of them here with the Houston Texans because their front office and their ownership is a massive dumpster fire ever since Bob McNair passed away, I'm going to go somewhere where I can do that because I'm chasing after Tom Brady. So people need to have perspective here. You can call it selfishness. I call it realism. He's got one shot here. He's got to make it count.
1: Player empowerment hitting the NFL. I didn't know. Uh, I wasn't sure if we were going to get th- get there, but it seems like that's where we are with the power that the quarterbacks uh, have in this league. This is Joe Ostrowski, Zach Price, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Our guest, Brett Coleman, creator, analyst, host of the Film Room on YouTube. So, uh, Brett, both of us are in Chicago, and I know you've been following the Bears closely for your entire life. And, of course, it's all about the quarterback. What is Ryan Pace going to do since he's been granted year number seven here? But uh, with the rumor mill, it's in Wentzmania over the last four to five days. When you look at what might happen with all the quarterback movement, what do you think that you know is going to happen?
0: Uh, well, for for a, a little bit there, I thought that I knew that Wentz was going to Chicago, but for whatever reason, the trigger on that deal is not getting pulled, or at least the deal that everybody anticipated. Especially when DiFilippo got elevated, everybody's like, okay, well that's happening. You know, there was rumors about compensation floating around, you know, about Tariq Cohen being included, and, like multiple high picks being included. And I think uh, part of me, my tinfoil hat theory, is that they saw the overwhelming negative reaction to that and then pulled back a little bit because I don't know a single person that actually was in favor of trading multiple high picks for Carson Wentz and his contract in exchange for Nick Foles and whatever they were going to send him. So maybe they pulled back a little bit from that. Everybody after the entire fan base said, whoa, 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 guys, what are you doing? That's possible. I think it's also possible... That maybe they're looking at Gardner Minshew, who is oh man. <laughs> I mean, again, I'm not saying that's ideal, but yep. it's a hell of a lot cheaper. Um, I think it's possible. Maybe they're they're trying to see like, okay, are the Jets going to deal Darnold because that'll signal that they're going to take a guy high. Um, you know, and then maybe that pick becomes available. If the Jets just want even more picks to surround Darnell with talent, or if it becomes clear like, hey, we're taking Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, maybe they want to try to wheel and deal and get all the way up with Miami. That's possible too. I'm I'm I really don't know what the Bears are doing right now because ever since that proposed or rumored Wentz deal stalled, it seems like we've heard really nothing concrete. Um, maybe we'll find out by the end of this week, but if no Wentz deal happens by the end of this week, I start to think that it won't happen at all.
2: Brett, if the, if the bears were to land Wentz, uh, do you think fans would start having flashbacks of Jay Cutler, uh, a big quarterback that, uh, you know, gets picked out of free agency after a couple of, uh, early, you know, early years and, and then sends the Bears into mediocrity for a decade?
0: I don't know that current Wentz is as good as Jay Cutler was, and that's saying a lot because, you know, Jay was – was there was good Jay and there was bad Jay. In 2020, Carson Wentz was just bad Jay every single game. That's why he lost his job to Jalen Hurts, who played better than him. So, again, if you're giving up multiple high picks and assets – for a guy who is coming off a season where he was the worst of Jay Cutler, except every single game. That to me is just not good roster management. So I hope they don't do it. If there is a pick uh, a trade for Wentz, if anything that's doing the Eagles a favor, because you're taking him off the books, you're, you're getting rid of their quarterback controversy. Like I would want it to be very low compensation. And if anything, maybe the Eagles sending something with Wentz to make it worth their while. So like I, I can understand why Bears fans would be upset because I would be upset too of like hey we're we're giving up multiple assets for a guy who throws picks like crazy um who get who takes a lot of the sacks that he was taking were his own fault for holding the ball for too do- too long his mechanics were a mess so his accuracy went down the drain like he was not a good quarterback he was not the 2017 Wentz and I think Chasing the version of Wentz from three or four years ago, who's also now exorbitantly more expensive than he was three or four years ago, that's just, that's not a good winning strategy.
1: Give me another quarterback. Uh, How about another quarterback or two that you are pretty sure will be dealt on a roster right now? They're going to be traded in addition to Watson and Wentz.
0: I I think Darnold's going to end up getting moved because even if they believe they can revive him, like Zach Wilson is just as talented and he's going to be cheaper for a lot longer than Darnold will because Darnold's now, what, three or four years into his career, so he's only got one or two cheap years left, quote-unquote. So I think Darnold will end up getting dealt just because uh, you know it's a new coaching staff, you get a new quarterback in there, plenty of time to develop him for cheap, you know, kind of helps alleviate the cap a little bit. Um, let's see, going through all these. Uh, what man, about Carr? This is tough. Carr, it depends on what they can get back for him. Like if if he's included in, um, you know, that proposed Watson trade where they swap Carr. Actually, you know what? I know Carr won't play in Houston. Now that I think about it, he will not <laughs> play in Houston.
1: Because of a reaction with the fans?
0: I, I from what I heard even before Carr was coming out of the draft the, the Texans were the one team he did not want to play for oh, um yeah because because of his older brother and he, he right. felt like fans uh, didn't treat his older brother very well there so I don't I think he would veto that and I think like there's there's not like a no trade clause in his contract but I think the Raiders would respect that and and not send him to Houston because I think he would rather retire than play in Houston, to be perfectly honest. I, 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 I do not believe he wants to go there. Um, Russell Wilson, I do not believe he's going to be traded. Jimmy Garoppolo, depending on, again, what kind of deal is put together, like maybe he's involved in some sort of swap for Watson. I could see that. Um, you know, obviously Stafford, and I'm just kind of going through the division. in my head. Uh, you know, the Cousins is tough because the Vikings truly believe they're still in their window. And when you look at the roster on paper and like when their contracts expire and the age of certain star players, 2021, like literally is their last chance. Like they're going to be forced into blowing up the roster in 2022 anyway. Mm -hmm. So it really comes down to like, if you're, if you're a Vikings fan, if you believe that, Kirk Cousins and whatever they're able to draft this year to bolster both the offensive and defensive line. If you believe that a Kirk Cousins led Vikings team can somehow beat the Packers and potentially beat the Bucks and, you know, the Saints with Jameis coming back and a resurgent Panthers and the entire NFC West, if you believe that Kirk Cousins can beat all of those guys on the way to the Super Bowl, yeah. fine, you keep them. If you think that they have no shot of getting through that gauntlet, you might as well start the rebuild a year early and deal Cousins. I think they're a little bit too proud to do that. I think they're going to try again in 2021, so he'll probably stay put. But if it was me, I would just start the rebuild now and deal him.
1: Yeah, throw the Bears in there, throw a lot of teams in there. They're gonna. There's so many teams in the middle that are going to be going for it that have absolutely no shot. Brett Coleman, at Brett Coleman on Twitter, creator, analyst, host of the Film Room